Welcome to the Disrupting Obesity Podcast. I'm Charlotte Skeins, and I'll be sharing ways to regain control over your body and lose an extreme amount of weight naturally. Being fat is about so much more than just the food. It's about your relationship with food. That means that dealing with your weight is about more than just the food too. You have to change that relationship. You have to start disrupting obesity. Losing a lot of weight and losing a little bit of weight aren't the same thing. When you put it that way, it seems pretty obvious, but toxic diet culture wants us to think that they are the same thing and they want us to treat them the same way. It's ridiculous. Weight is so relative. If you've weighed a buck five your whole life and you suddenly find yourself sitting in the 130s, it's a huge deal. But some of us feel like the 130s were a starting point. Some of us would give just about anything to be in the 130s. Those before pictures are our after pictures. I have no memory of being in the 130s before I lost my weight. I feel like I went from being an overweight kid to a 155-pound middle school student. And I do know that I sound quite tall, but I'm actually only five foot two. Toxic diet culture keeps ramming solutions for relatively slender people down our throats and acting like that's the only answer. But when you stop and really consider it, it's hard to understand why anyone would think that what works for 20 pounds will work for 200. Are you just supposed to do it 10 times harder or 10 times longer or something? It's not reasonable. Losing an extreme amount of weight is different because being an extreme amount of weight is different. You're treated completely differently than someone who's slightly overweight. And yeah, the nuts and bolts solution might be the same. Calories in, calories out, however you want to put it. But everything else about it is completely different. Fat shaming is fat shaming, period. Ridiculing someone who's 30 pounds overweight isn't any less wrong than doing it to someone who's 180 pounds overweight. But being 30 pounds overweight and 180 pounds overweight feel very different. And they're most definitely not the same thing, no matter how badly toxic diet culture wants us to believe that they are. The concrete solution might be the same, the whole calories in, calories out thing. But the abstract side of things, the stuff that's going on under the surface, the mindset work, that's completely different. You need to look at things from the perspective of how much longer it's going to take, the nature of the changes that you're going to have to make. So many other things factor in when you've got 180 pounds to lose instead of 30. The diet industry tends to be geared towards shorter-term strategies. Short-term strategies are just fine when it's going to take you a few months to get your weight off, but not so great when you're staring down a year or two or three By and large, the diet industry isn't focused on class two or higher obesity at all. And it isn't just about the amount of time that it takes for their newest plan to get the weight off. It's about overall sustainability and the types of changes you need to make. And the more radical those changes are, the less sustainable they are. The less sustainable they are, the more likely they are to fail. And I said that the diets would fail. It's got nothing to do with you. Those diets weren't designed to work for you. They were designed for people with a smaller amount of weight to lose. Like take a zero off the end, smaller amount to lose. When you have a lot of weight to take off, 
You can't afford to make big, sweeping, radical changes to what you're eating. You tell yourself that this time will be different. You're going to make these changes forever. You're going to make that lifestyle change everybody's always talking about. This time, this time will be different. Okay, but how many times have you said that already and truly believed it, but it still didn't work out? And really, when you get down to it, is it different? Or is making radical changes and chasing the lifestyle change just more of the same? Same idea, change what you eat, lose the weight, be a whole new you. That's not something different. That's what you've always done. Why not do something actually different and instead of focusing entirely on changing what you eat, change the way you think about it too. Change is relative. People with a lot of weight to lose need to make a radical change too. But initially, it's as much a mental change as it is a food change. If your average dinner is already baked chicken with steamed vegetables and rice, your idea of change is going to be very different from someone whose average dinner consists of four Big Macs and a couple large fries. It's a math thing. You take the number of calories you need each day to exist, and you subtract 500. A person who needs 2,800 calories to maintain their weight needs to eat 2,300 to lose. Someone who needs 4,100 calories to maintain needs 3,600 to lose. That's it. But there's a lot more play with 3,600 calories than there is with 2,300. This is why losing a lot of weight needs to be a gradual and sustainable process. You need to acclimate your body to the different stages. You don't go from four Big Macs to one. You're going to feel like you're starving. Because compared to what you're used to eating, it feels like you're starving. Go from four to three and a half or to three. Drop one of your fries to a medium. Keep the changes small and sustainable. You get used to having less. I know it feels like you won't, but you will. It happens, especially when you give your body and your mind time to adjust to the changes. It isn't just about the way having less feels physically. There's a lot going on mentally too. Sure. It does feel physically different to eat three burgers instead of four, but it also feels mentally different to order three burgers and to sit down with three and look at them and the time it takes to eat them. All of these things are impacting how satisfied you come away from your meal feeling. When you're losing weight, you want to feel as satisfied as you possibly can, even when you don't feel quote unquote full. It's crazy important to start the way you want to continue. You're going to want to spend the rest of your life eating foods that you like. So do that. Nothing says that what you like won't change or that you aren't going to challenge yourself with new foods and flavors and combinations. It's manageable if you do it slowly and incrementally. So start the way you want to continue to. Eat foods you like, just less of them. I don't do meal plans for my clients, and I don't give people specifics on what they should eat, because that's a huge part of the problem with the diet industry generally. If you're being told what to eat so that you can lose the weight, what happens in a couple of years when you've got the weight off and the meal plans stop? You haven't actually changed anything about your relationship with food. You've just forced yourself to eat something you don't necessarily like for long enough to reach a goal. What I will tell you is that you should eat the foods you like just less of them. If you try to change too much, too soon, you set yourself up to fail. You have to do something that you know is sustainable 
and what you already like is sustainable. Small, incremental, and sustainable change. That's what you're after. You want to make enough small incremental changes to add up to a 500 calorie deficit. By doing it this way, you won't feel like you've been thrown into the deep end later on as you lose your weight and have fewer calories to play with overall. Diets that are geared towards people who don't have a lot of weight to lose really go after things like coffee creamer. And I get it. They have to. It's the math. If you only have 1,400 calories for the day, the 50 calories in the coffee creamer make a way bigger difference than they do if you have 2,800 calories. For me, though, this is a baby in the bathwater thing. The creamer is the bathwater. The baby is your sanity and your stamina. If that coffee creamer is the thing that sets your day up the right way, it's the thing that gets you going and each sip brings you a little bit of joy. If that's what the coffee creamer does for you, don't give it up for the sake of 50 calories. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's not only unnecessary, it's going to do way more harm than good. Things have to balance. When the emotional payout is higher than the benefit you'll get from cutting something out, you need to find the calories somewhere else. So don't cut the creamer. Use half a tablespoon less butter or salad dressing. You can find those calories somewhere else. Don't let the coffee creamer be the straw that breaks your back. Losing weight isn't a punishment. You don't have to make things harder on yourself. Keep the creamer because of its value to your mindset, which way outstrips its caloric value. Having a good morning is more important. The more miserable you are, the less likely you are to stick with it and keep going long enough to get your weight off. You're changing enough without sacrificing your morning ritual or the cookie you always have before bed, or whatever your coffee creamer equivalent is. Now, I know that this isn't exactly super popular advice, but I believe two things are especially important when you're losing a lot of weight. Firstly, you need to meet yourself where you are. Intentions are great. We all want to wake up one Monday morning with beautifully prepped, crazy, healthy meals and get fit and we'll lose our weight and live happy lifestyle change ever after. But you know that doesn't work. And you don't need the studies or the statistics. You've seen it and lived it. So meet yourself where you are and start with incremental changes instead of sweeping ones. Secondly, I believe you need to start the way you want to continue. Odds are good that you don't want to have to keep making massive changes to what you're eating so you can get the weight off and keep it off. I'm also betting that you don't want to keep dieting forever either. And nobody wants to spend the rest of their life eating foods they hate. So don't. Plus, you're not locked into anything. The foods you like may change. They may expand to include other things. You just don't know. So leave yourself open to it. All of this is doable so long as you do it incrementally and sustainably. Eat the food you like, just less of it. Sustainability is critical. If you can't do it for long enough to get your weight off, all you're doing is setting yourself up to fail. And the more often you fail at fads, the harder it gets for you mentally. You want this to be as easy on yourself mentally as you can possibly make it. Losing a lot of weight isn't fast. 
So you want to set yourself up for as much success as possible. And the mindset piece, the way you're feeling mentally and emotionally, those are going to dictate that success, just like they dictated your weight gain. Keep trying, keep tracking, don't be intimidated, and don't give up. You've totally got this. Thank you for listening to Disrupting Obesity with Charlotte Skeynes. If you know it's time to take back control, lose the weight and keep it off, reach out to me privately with a direct message on Instagram that says ready so you can start disrupting obesity. 